A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <laughs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, but also man, give you Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. Bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's NXT and all the fallout from NXT Vengeance Day. Power's back. Is Not it? sure it went away, but it's back. Yeah. Uh, in ring was mid, so perfect. <laughs> uh, couple of promos for the and like angles for the stories and characters I'm interested in. Earnestly great backstage and yet absolutely goaded. N X mother <laughs> T boxing glove on his stick. Check. Oh my god. Yep. Uh, you know what? That was some good stuff on the show. Yes, yeah. ironically and otherwise, I had an all right time with it, knowing. That it is abysmal for reasons <laughs> I will delve into, but there was some. There was one earnestly good bit, one stupid bit. Well, several stupid bits, but yeah. one like stupid bit where you'd expect more. But we'll get into it. Mm. Uh, yeah. So opening the show is uh, Sean Mike. Sorry, Carmelo Hayes, <laughs> uh, who's living a shot for shot remake of Sean Michaels' life. I think basically He's at an this point, arrogant bastard. You didn't even draw. <laughs> is it? A bit? You missed the only time you missed in your career. Is the time the Fed drew, <laughs> and you are arrogant enough to have Carmelo Hayes as your mirror. Is it a bit at this point? I think the so. level of sort of like affectionate parody or homage or whatever, depending on what he's referencing on any given week. Does he? Is he aware? Of he the, obviously knows of the running bit and just thinks, "Oh well, if that's what they want." I'll give him it. Like, and he's he got just, quite the back catalogue to choose this from. Is it? Yeah, he? he can go back through and he can mine all sorts. He did two or three on this sh- on this one show with this Kamala yeah. Hayes character. So, um, so yeah, Mello comes out. Obviously, he's the most hated man in NXT after what he did to Trick Williams. He's got the chair with him. Gets in the ring, opens it, sits down. Relentless booing from the NXT crowd. Goes to speak. Booing intensifies, and he just goes, mm, "Not yet," and leaves. We got to wait for that till later on. Nice, I thought. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, we get a montage from Avengers Day, including the attack on Trick Williams, all the results there. Uh, and then here come the Wolf Dogs, the Dusty Cup winners, uh, Baron Corbin, Brombreaker, 
Uh, Corbin starts to do their intro, and Bron says, sh- 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 um, gets Alicia to do it, and she introduces, yes, the winners of the 2024 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, The Wolf Dogs! Um, Corbin's not happy with the name and says, oh, how much did you pay her to say something like that? Uh, Corbin says, but yes, we are the Dusty Cup winners. Uh, we dominated. Our names are on the trophy. My name's first. Um, no one can stop us, but uh, maybe the top rope could stop, Bro- stop Bron's face. What? He nearly died. <laughs> um, Bron says, well, when you go over like 23 miles an hour or whatever it was, stuff can go wrong. Uh, Corbin, you've never done that. But hey, congratulations on your first dive. Uh, but without me, you wouldn't have even made it over the ropes. Um, but yeah, they say, look, we've got a tag team title shot as a result of winning the Dusty Cup. Family, get your asses out here. Um, Bron says the wolf dogs are on the hunt, and then suddenly out comes Axiom. And Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Because they've got the match with Enofi and Blade in a second. Bit confusing this, but what do you make of their promo? They are um, only the tension that exists between them, they are only ever a stutter, a stammer, or a bad line away from being jacked jock versions of Charlie Nicholas trying to back back Jeff Stelling's pattern on yes. Saturday. It's always that close to them just getting it wrong <laughs> and then the other one going, ah, I win, I win the pattern battle. Yeah. And then they get it right and it's great. So the energy of that is absolutely fantastic, <laughs> even if these lines are useless. Like there's bronze, like, well, I am kind of handsome, actually. Yes. Like, uh, is he going to go wrong here? And he doesn't. They're brilliant. Um, we've got a close personal friend on this roster that often joins us at the podcasts. I'm worried for the health of his title reign because it's the word, isn't it? They've kind of become undeniable at this point. You've got to strap them up, I think. I was feeling so confident because I was like, well, Bron's off to the main roster, so as long as they don't do it anytime soon, it's a done deal. Do you mean it's next week? It's happening. I hope it is happening because the Wolf Dogs are absolutely incredible. They are awesome. Um, wrestling since 2019. January 1st, 2019, just has gone crazy in terms of the news cycle it sent everyone insane quite frankly with the tribalism like cm punk is the remember best. in like yeah <laughs> remember in like 2016 17 you get the merest hint of a rumor and you just run with it for content yeah. yes. of your own fandom and fantasy book and there was never anything in it and you think oh cm punk's not coming back he's come back like five freaking times <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying not to be facetious here when i say that you want to say don't know about you guys, but I didn't have that on my bingo card. Mm. I legitimately <laughs> never in one million years in the never say never business of professional wrestling that I ever think you're going to pretty heavily fall in love with Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh, that's one too far. Bron goes bingo. Yeah, shut up. Nice. It was another great night for them. They have this absolutely incredible chemistry. It's just, I just love it when something clicks and it's magic and you can just enjoy it. And especially within that sterile WWE presentation, you get something that just works. That you couldn't have necessarily planned. Obviously, you know, it's not a shoot. Mm. But you wouldn't have planned for just how good this was. It's just, it's Baron Corbin's goat. (laughs) It's, uh, it's like, I remember it was a great example of what you always used to use. Absolutely out of nowhere. Tony Khan levels of pairing with the acclaimed. It's like, how the frig have you done that? Oh, and no. made complete magic. He was so good it's at doing that. that with these two. It's like, not that they were particularly like disparate figures or anything, but like Bron had now to do anymore in the next Yeah, he'd done a really good heel run, but he, it was... You still couldn't really work out what Baron Corbin that's was That's because he for. was like, 
talking to himself. Yeah. Really regrettable imagery surrounding his vignettes, mm-hmm. and then he was in the mirror and all the rest of it. It was just total spooky adjacent nonsense. Mm-hmm. He's like, Whoa, something about ships, wasn't it? And it was like, what? Yeah. Burn the ships and all that. And nah. This. This was unbelievable. Uh, they were on commentary for what came next. It was, yeah, Axiom. No! Tagging with Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Against the hard boys uh, in No Fair and Blade. Uh, fun high-flying stuff, this. I really enjoyed it. Uh, at one point, Fraser came in, take out, took out Idris, collided with Blade, and they both dive onto the uh, opposing sides. People are all outside the ring. That took us to a break. When we came back after that, Malik Blade comes in hot, runs over Axiom. Fraser went for a big crossbody, but Malik rolled through and hit a fall-away slam. He ran over Axiom, powerbomb. Cover, got a two count, hit another powerbomb, a sitting powerbomb this time. Tags in Idris Anofe, who goes up top, and it's a huge elbow drop. Um, that got two, but uh, Nathan Fraser broke it up. Um, then the other high-flying lads came and did some amazing offense. There was a Spanish fly from Axiom, a Phoenix splash from Nathan Fraser, uh, and a cover, but uh, Blade breaks it up this time. That takes us to another break. Uh, when we come back... Nathan, he's so bloody fast. Runs up the corner, hits a superplex. Fraser gets Blade into a brain buster. Axiom super kicks him at the same time. There's another fantastic two count there. Axiom came in. Fraser went up top, went for a frog splash. Blade got the knees up. Axiom jumps down onto his feet. Malik brings in Anofe, and they hit a double Mishinoku driver. But Fraser just breaks it up at the last second. Um, and the finish sees Blade and Anofe go up top for this double team move off there. Uh, but uh, Nathan shoves uh, Malik to the floor. There's a Phoenix splash, a golden ratio, one, two, three. Axiom and Nathan Fraser get the win and get their asses handed to them by Corbin and Breaker immediately afterwards. Yeah, I don't want to piss any chips, Wilborn, but I was pretty bored during this. When it wasn't generic high-flying action, the likes of which has been perfected long ago. My God. What was in the middle of that ring? His unsigned AEW contract. Because the amount of times he was... Desperately going for those saves and saves. She's like, is this looping? <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is there something wrong with my video feed here? <laughs> because, you know, sometimes like the television or whatever can just glitch back. Mm. Tense. I th- honestly thought I was, I'm, I'm not <laughs> joking. I thought there was like a problem with it because it just felt like save, 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 save. It wasn't breathless. It was just like, Jesus Christ, get some ideas for how to do this. I don't think it was very good. I mean, there's levels of not very good nowadays. Not very good can be soulless very good for me nowadays. This was probably soulless, repetitive, like, obviously impressive athletic action that I felt little for, but I just thought it was such a repetitive structure in place. We've seen... Training. Went long as well, is Yeah, it was long, and that was part of my problem with this. We've seen footage of training matches before, either on Tough Enough way back mm-hmm. when, or in the Performance Centre, and where they're like literal lumps of grey trash, because they're wearing just the grey T-shirts or the workout gear or whatever. And that's done, surely it must be done fundamentally to show how your execution of the moves are, and if you're the babyface... How's your comeback? How's your shine? And if you're the heel, how are you on heat? And that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not obviously the wrestlers will react as they're told to and, and whatever. Like, this was very, very much that, but they were all in their, their gear. They were all playing their characters. Because, like, structurally, what was this? This was like extremely 50-50. Even though in every other respect, you're led to believe this should be a fairly comfortable win 
for Axiom and Nathan Frazier. They're coming at the Wolf Dogs, who are number one contenders and like love the family, but it's looking very much like this match here is going to be the Stand and Deliver one or the next big tag title program on NXT that doesn't I've got an alternative for Stand and Deliver, but we'll get to that later on. It's going to be like a big title defense. They've like the chemistry between these two teams, like the fast, quick aerialists versus these assholes, is, is obvious, mm. right? And then you get this like incredibly 50 50. Like, oh, the really, really fast and really, really technical and really, really aerial wrestlers are being matched. Like, I like an Ophian Blade, but they're basically being matched move for move because that's what wrestling matches are supposed to look like. It didn't, it wasn't even effective at telling the story. Like, it didn't reveal the tier between the two sides as the match wore on. It was just like, oh, this could go either way. And I guess they've got the win. It, like, it's because they've been taking Reese's pieces of uh, advice. That's why. Brindley Reese. Good point. I'm completely wrong. Right. I've been mean, I've either been meaning to make this broader point for a while or I've already made it and I've forgotten. <laughs> but I think it bears repeating because it captures a lot of what I think about this match and so many others on NXT television, right? You know when you learn something about an artist or a creator and it kind of puts you off their work or whatever. And you know when you learn something about a process behind how something's made and it kind of like oh, puts you off. Like that, you know the Jamie Oliver turkey Twizzlers? Yeah. When uh, you're... I'm getting uh, hungry. I'm getting hungry, but... Yeah, yeah. And yep. he, it's that famous clip. Aye. Or like chicken nuggets or whatever. Aye, the pink. The looks pink like, stuff. Looks like strawberry milkshake and it's going in like... And that's a nugget. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's Jamie Oliver showing kids how processed chicken nuggets or something yeah. like that are made, and it does look like strawberry milkshake from all the guts and sludge. And then it somehow comes out the other end and makes chicken nuggets, and then in his big sort of so sweeping yeah. gesture, he goes, <laughs> "Who is going to want to eat them now?" And all the kids are like, I mean, yeah, of course they are. Chicken nugs are goated, Jamie. <laughs> you large-mouthed idiot. <laughs> he was trying to do right by people and yourself. Yes. And Definitely himself. having nuggets to take. And himself. And this applies to NXT. This sort of thing's already easily inferred. It never comes across in-ring like this huge passion project. Even with some... Like something like the cosplay overtones that can undermine AEW. At least they love it and there's a passion mm. and there's a craft behind the work that goes mm. on in between the ropes. Remember, I think it was Kevin Nash who went down to visit the Performance Center and he was, I don't know if he was a guest coach or he was just Sean's mate and he was there for whatever reason. He said something to the effect of, I went down there and they were just working so fast and so hard and he just kept saying, Slow it down. This is Kevin Nash. <laughs> Slow it down. You could have meant that little moment means so much more mm-hmm. had you not, had you sold it or whatever. That sounds incredibly boring, but there is a version of truth to mm-hmm. that kind of advice. Slow it down. Let things register. Let things breathe. Blah, 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 blah. And he said this to Sean. He's like, that would be my ultimate advice for your performance center outfit you have here is that it all needs to slow down. And obviously someone from the 90s is going to say that, even though someone from the 70s would say that about someone from the 90s and so on. But Sean, apparently, according to Nash, and I I thought I've made this up, but I'm fairly certain I've remembered it correctly. Sean was just like, it's a style that's in now, Kev. What do you want us to do? Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's so evident in these matches where it's like, it doesn't feel like this wonderful passion project where this is the way we do things and it's the right way and I'm so happy to lead you on. It's just like, oh, kids like fast matches, so here's NXT for you. And it just, oh, I just find mm. it so unbelievably soulless. I was thinking about this with a, a match that it does around fairly often on Twitter. You will have probably seen it if you listen or watch our podcast. But if you didn't, if you've only seen it through the tweet and not through as it happened at the time, might not feel the same. Speed Muscle versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Oh my like, god! Was this bit of alliteration? It was like instantly iconic, right? It was this TV match on a random episode of Impact as they were promoting a like a X World Cup, I think it was. And I certainly never seen Speed Muscle before, and a lot of people hadn't. So it served as exposure to them, and it was. Eight minutes, nine minutes maybe. And obviously every single second was filled with something that kicked AS, right? But why specifically that was so good was because you just simply had never seen speed like that. You'd never seen double teams done at that pace. Mm. Nobody saw the goddamn thing, right? I'm not presenting it as this perfect piece of like Bret Hart adjacent work, but it was just simply like nothing you had ever seen before. Uh, it, when you see that much on Twitter now, I would bet that the people that really feel something as they're watching it are those that remember how they felt when they first watched it rather than if a fan that has grown up on today's mm. product. They look at it and go, well, that's good, fast, high-flying stuff. There's good, high-flying, fast stuff in an Nathan Frazier match. That's his whole bit. When he's not telling hard-hitting home uh, trees yeah. or someone's behind me, like he's having <laughs> matches like Speed Muscle. But at this point, everything gets normalized and everything gets homogenized that the feeling of that speed muscle match only exists in your memory than in what you're watching mm. right now. And I just, it, that match sticks out as something that, well, that can't possibly be normalized. And it has happened. Yeah. It's like, and there are, and there'll be other examples that people have as they're listening to this, where there's a version of a genre of a match that simply can't be normalized. It all has. And this is something me and Sid grapple with all the time about what we want out of these wrestling shows. NXT is not confronting the problem. Not really. Like, it confronts it with the skits and the vignettes and the bits and how daft this show is. And how <laughs> it's it getting a bit earnest, this, but we'll finish it yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It exists in its own universe, and that's why I get a kick out of this show. But as a wrestling show, it's not addressing that in the slightest. Dynamite does a better job of addressing that because mm. it looks for, like, stylistic opportunities every now and then versus the norm. And NXT is a developmental. It should be doing that. Yeah. It should be like, oh, we love Obafemi for that exact yeah. reason. And a developmental gym, a farm, whatever, should have loads of wrestlers like that. Oh, we've just got so-and-so in from NIL, and he's a football guy. So all he'll do is hoist spears. And sure enough, that's the thing that's got Braun Breaker more over than trying to make him 2003 Bill yeah. Goldberg. Mm. So, uh, sorry, it's NXT. Isn't it? oh, no, I'm sorry. Guilty. Sorry, yes. I think I can hear something on the roof, don't worry. Um, uh, so, yeah, they attack... Uh, Axiom and Fraser. Every Wednesday's Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they attack Axiom and Fraser after the match, chuck them out the ring, and they call them out, and here come the family. Tony D, stacks and the Riz are there, um, and basically Baron <laughs> says, better knuckle fight next week, and uh, Stax says, <clears throat> you got it. Oh, for Absolutely, like, I'm, oh, I hate, like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, just seen it. You seen there? Yeah, it's the time. No, it's the 7th of February. You know what that means? Two months today, it's always sunny at what culture goes down at Underground Arts in Philadelphia. It's the meat in the WrestleMania sandwich, of course. Uh, goes down Sunday uh, lunchtime, the in between night one and night two of WrestleMania 40. Tickets are still available, whatculture.com forward slash tickets. VIP has sold out, but general admission tickets are available. 
And because it's two months today, I just need to go and remind Underground Arts that we still like to keep our booking there because they always like to keep a check on that sort Does of thing. Do that after the show. It's though. literally because no, it's of a the bar. time difference that now is really kind of the only time that I can do this. No, we're ahead. They'll be shut. The bar. They'll be definitely I'll just. Closed. I'll tell you what, I'll just nip out and leave a quick message on the answer machine just because... Phil's left this, this, this with me, and I don't really want to let him down. Why has Phil left it with you when he's, like, working today? Uh, he, I think it's he's working from home. He just said probably easier. Yeah, but it's still work, though. Probably easier for him to make the call, if anything. That's a good point. It's all, all great points, but, I mean, I'm, I've got to do it. So, I mean, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter what you say. So, I'm gonna, So how do you think Tony D and Stacks retain next week? Well, <laughs> I'm not convinced they do. They're not doing it, are they? The Braun main roster stuff will... It's one of those things where often... What you know about the behind the scenes, like, enhances the drama more than the story being told in the fiction of it all? Definitely. There's not a starker contrast of wrestlers that shouldn't be where they are since Shane and Nitro in the family. Yeah. We're going! Yeah. So nice to meet you. Talk about yourself. Uh, you reckon we're going to retain next week? Huh? 100%, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a doubt in my mind. Oh. Thanks, Hey, watch out yeah. for that spear. Don't you worry, I will. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, guys. That's next next week, week, is it not? I, I am aware, but I got some bad news to tell you. So I won't be here on the preview next week because oh. big title match. Got to get ready for it. Really got to focus in. Wolf Dogs, Dusty Cup winners. We got to be good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then on the Wednesday, probably partying after retaining the goddamn titles. I got to be honest. So Where, where are you going to have your party? Probably go underground arts, Philadelphia. All right. Okay. Place. So, so, Sitch, what is the deal with Valentine's Day, huh? Well, it originated as the uh, Feast of St. Valentine and then over time developed into a holiday. Um, not to be too much of like a... Person who is in sixth form and watches films, kind corporate of guy. America and the card stores. Yeah, it's basically that. I mean, it is an excuse to sell greetings cards. Yeah. Ultimately, the Hallmark holiday. Yes. is what it is. And my own personal theory, which has developed over time, is that the months of November, December, January, February, March are horrendously grim, bleak weather, storms, darkness. And I think that collectively, over time, we people just decided to... never notice how there's any Christmas and summer, so Valentine's Day in July. Like I think there's just a series of the main major holidays are celebrated in the really cold months just as a way to not collectively kill ourselves. Good so, that's, so that's... Uh, the deal. Uh, that's my personal belief yeah. on what the deal with Valentine's Day is. Well, uh, hope she doesn't see this, but uh, got the missus her present uh, for Valentine. Ah. She's getting a dildo cast of my own penis. Uh, apparently, we're only doing small gifts this year. Huh? Huh? Three questions, three jokes for you. <laughs> Question joke number one. Yes, Dax. If Valentine's... Valentine's Holy, Holy Valentine's Day. Definitely not today. No. If Valentine's Day is for couples, what day is for single men? Hmm? Right, okay. He likes jacking. It's jacking, 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 jacking. But maybe we can extend the, the scope of this pun to other masturbation references ah. and holidays. I was gonna say, so, he's a wrestler, right? So he's watching tape. Greg Valentine's Day. What was the setup again? It, Come on, let's get this right. Let's get this right. Sorry, wanking. Valentine's Day is for couples. What day is for single men? 
So, right, okay. Christmas Day. I think Nicholas knows, but we'll wait. Valen- Is there anything in the wordplay of Valentine's Day? Jack and Jack Times, and Times Day. Day. Right. Um, <laughs> Hallow- it can't be that stacks. Halloween. Wanksgiving. Wanksgiving. Well, we'll just we'll, maybe just in case it isn't. Wanksgiving. Yeah. Is there anything in I don't know? Um, Singles. Alone. Um, like I don't know. Like uh, Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of holidays, I'm thinking of holidays. Mother's, Mother's Day, <laughs> Father's Day. Um, Easter. Easter, it's a holiday. It Halloween. Should we just go with Wanksgiving? Yeah, Wanksgiving. Oh, it's so good. That actually might be better than the goddamn punchline. I'm right, though. Uh, Valentine's Day is for couples. What days for single men? Palm Sunday. Huh? That's oh, good. That's good. I've got a text from Mrs. Actually, a little uh, pre-Valentine's Day poem. Roses are red, violets are blue, and using my hand and thinking of you. Jolly good. Jolly, Jolly good. Hamlet. <laughs> Jolly good. He knows what he has to do. I picked that up from you, Brit. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bean looking assholes. <laughs> Look, what kind of flowers do you never give on Valentine's Day? It's just not funny. Cauliflowers, because it's just a vegetable. No oh my way. god! Oh He's, my god! Sucks. Is it cauliflowers? What for the kids? What kind of flowers? <laughs> you never give a Valentine's Day cauliflowers. Bingo! Oh no! Just some jokes. Share this with your family. Just gather the kids around. Tell them these jokes. Not, I, I might tell uh, my kids the next one. I know you watch Blueies, but you want to see Bluey. Kids don't want to be patronized with garbage like that. There's good stuff for kids. Goddamn one of these. Cauliflowers. Sitch. Final question. Final joke for you. And a little bit of advice, potentially, for any musicians out there. Uh, what is the best gift for your Valentine, huh? Something about musicians. Oh, is there something in instrument here? Stacks goes down that road every now and then. Sorry, what's the question? What is the best gift for your Valentine? Um, a saxophone, so you got something to blow. <laughs> no, the saxophone. Because it's got the word sex in it. It is the music thing can't be red herring, can it? What's so saxophone? You blow it. Yeah, you blow a lot of instruments though. Uh, yeah, trumpet. Trombone has the word bone in it. Yeah, this is true. That is true. Um, I can't get it. No, don't know stacks. Musicians, what is the best gift for your Valentine? An upright organ. See you later, guys. <laughs> uh, he's really, really enjoying his work at the moment, Stacks, isn't he? You notice in that there's a real <laughs> spring in his step when he leaves the room. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's really walking a tightrope with his child-friendly stuff in the middle of gags like that as well, isn't he? Funny that he places it right in the center. They find the freaking porn stage. <laughs> Killing me. I mean, the door.
Buy stacks. stacks. Oh, oh, you yeah. see him on the way out, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he said he's not going to be here next week, unfortunately. Coincidence no. that I'm not going to be here next week either. So. No. Mm-hmm. You're going to uh, Florida to watch him defend the titles. I'll, I'm going to bloody try, <laughs> let me tell you. But, uh, yeah. So why are you off? Um, taking Eric to Alton Towers. Well, not Alton Towers. But, uh, I'm on oblivion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo! <laughs> oh. I think I see family in... Uh, see in, the family? In Birmingham. <laughs> oh, see, I go to Florida. I thought they were wrestling in uh, <laughs> NXT. And then uh, Stag do, so... Oh, oh stag? God. Uh, Bristol, I think. Good. My Stag days are behind me now. It's my uh, friend who was a stand-up, was a stand-up comedian when we were at uni called James McFun. Real name. That's a shoot name. Yep. You've got to give it a go. If that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Name, yeah. Should, uh, George Baker. Set a video call with him and Stacks that can share the best yes. one line. Put in contact. Bristol, activities are just pubs. Bristol's a great pub city. Um, we, yeah, we, I think we're going to a, we're going to a brewery, ironically. Um, I can't remember what else we're doing. I'm just, I'm just so excited to see my friends. And, you know, you're really sad to go away from my family for a few days. But, you know, excited, excited to see my uni mates again. Yeah. Well, where were we up to on, uh, on NXT? What You're the host. I know, but I, I, you know, I, I know you were talking about like, did family, you get family ready? Uh, did you get any further? Did you get to Dragonov or no? Not oh, yet. Okay, no. So, cool. so Ilya Dragonov uh, is coming to the ring um, for a promo. I suppose he'd probably describe as uh, <laughs> <laughs> very entertaining. <laughs> he gets on the mic. <laughs> Calls out Trick Williams, says on Sunday, we went to war. Um, Two seconds. I do have to check my phone. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. He doesn't just respect Trick. He he likes him. Um, but, you know, that doesn't matter. He couldn't let Trick I slay did. the mad dragon. <laughs> it was uh, just some blue voicemail thing. Okay. Sorry. I was expecting a text. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be doing it, but... Uh, There's something funny about that. I don't know what it is. You know, like, I'm expecting a call. I'm expecting a very... expecting a text. <laughs> I'm, expecting yes. up, I'm expecting an update that I need to know about. <laughs> he, he, he says, Trick gave him everything. I mean, <laughs> Dave Meltzer's dog licks his face on podcasts. Does he? <laughs> so I think I should be allowed to check uh, an really? important life admin update. What's his dog called? I don't know. I've just seen him lick his face. <laughs> <laughs> We need to find that out. True. Yeah. But what should the consume? Um, Trick gave him everything. He would have been a worthy champion. But now it's his duty as NXT champion to call out one man, Carmelo Hayes. He says Melo had been attacking him with false allegations over the past few months. Allegations. And there was never any manipulation from him. Um, he could see his friend uh, reaching new heights in NXT and did what he did. And now he has to come out and face the music. Um he knows the people are going to give it to Mello verbally, uh, but he's going to break the trader, a son of a bitch. Uh, no Mello, though. Uh, and Ilya says, fine, I'll come back there and deal with you myself. But here comes Dijak instead. Uh, he t- says, you bloody obsessed you with Trick and Mello. There's major you suck chance going on right now. Uh, Dijak says, I saw what you did at Vengeance Day. You probably saw what I did to Joe Gacy. Both, both winners, so... I love him. Uh, He's your logic, Wilborn. Mm. That's Dijak. Yeah. <laughs> Done the second time I've seen in my friggin' life. Ilya says, not tonight. Uh, you're not the man I'm looking for. Dijak says, shut up, everybody. Uh, you used to call yourself unbreakable, or you like to call yourself unbreakable, and then you've got a broken nose, so you're looking pretty breakable to me. Uh, 
Dijak said, I learned what it took to beat Gacy and break a man who's unbreakable. Everyone's chanting, shut up T-Bar at this point. Uh, Ilya says, look, step away. I've got to deal with Mello. Um, and when we meet again, you'll suffer like never before and learn why I am unbreak. And as he does that, Dijak nails him in the nose and they start fighting. They have to be broken up and this sets up our main event of the evening. You didn't Hold like, it. Well, yeah, when you do your... <laughs> Fantastic rundowns. See, <laughs> and I assume a lot of people listening to this might not have watched NXT, right? So you do fantastic recaps and rundowns. You. you explain it, and people would probably in their in the mind's eye, theatre of the mind that you create. You said any uh, knocks him in the face, and then the match is set up for later. They'll probably be picturing like a forearm, overhand right, something mm-hmm. like that, maybe a dig to the ribs, whatever. Die, <laughs> I don't tune into NXT to watch a man, the champion, no less. Indulging in his kink. And Dijak just shoot punched Ilya Dragunov as hard as he could in the middle of his <laughs> forehead to, to virtually no noise, to minimal impact because, like, he's not really selling. He's going, oh, you you Because he's just been punched square in the centre of his skull. <laughs> this was right, the like dumbest I, Like, they're doing these lies, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're this, when in actuality, you're this. Shoot, punch to the head. Here's <laughs> a concussion for breakfast. There was a clip later on in the match just... where they were like, check out this kick from Dijak. And he looked like Ilya had sort of gone, I'm just going to, okay, the kick's coming. And then he'd gone, go on, go on. I, I mean, this is class. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you. So stupid. Do you know what was the discourse of the day on X yesterday? I know. It was Bret Hart... This oh, is yeah. so funny if you're Dax Harwood, by the way. <laughs> or heartbreaking, as the case may be, because Bret Hart, he has his things that he says. And mm-hmm. you know what? God damn it. Any man has earned the right to say them. Mm-hmm. It is the hitman. Yeah. Okay. It's the usual thing of, uh, you know, back in my day, uh, you know, the marks were uh, in the stands, not in the ring. His usual stuff of, <laughs> you should not shoot hit or hurt your opponent. You don't want to be lying in bed in the hotel room at night when, like, putting bomb on your chest when in Bret Hart's mind, you could be cheating on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's probably He's thinking, right, yeah. you've got a golden opportunity here. You're on the road. You're young. You want to be fresh. You want to be when fresh. You're building. And you don't want to be, like, nursing your wounds yeah, you like, in bed. You want to be creaming your own chest when you can cream someone else's. Time. <laughs> Sure. Like, Stax didn't give you some material when you passed the corridor. Oh. He just whispered something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like Cody Rock. So. Do a cum joke. Cody's like, what? <laughs> so that was the discourse, and people disagreeing, and people agreeing, and blah, 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 blah. And like, it's class because it was like, I saw, I don't know which account aggregated it, right? But it was like five paragraphs long. So it was like a blue tick. Yeah. So you got the extended uh, character limit. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, was like, Brett, last line is, that's Bill Goldberg style of wrestling. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like second encore, he freaking does it. He was arguing, like, for hurting people. What was that? How did I, that I, work? I, 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 I know I, everything's a culture war, but like... I don't, I don't know. I just saw the bits of it. Um, but I know I knew enough to read into it that I was the discourse of the day and all yeah. the rest of it. And it's generally, he hates jobs. Like, obviously, it's yeah. all, like, subtext. I was better than Ric Flair, so deal with it sort of. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. I hate chops. I hate chops. 
And then Dax Harwood chops in every single match. <laughs> then Bret Harwood puts over FTR. I think you might have seen one revival match in the next <laughs> day. I'm genuinely convinced this is the case at this point. Anyway, anyway. Dax was a bit bigger and he was like, you're kind of Jim and the other guy's kind of Bret. Yeah. I like if he said, I'd really like to see FTR fight those revival lads from NXT. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm getting at here is that who... Maybe in retaliation <laughs> for this, <laughs> you course. shouldn't hit each other for right. real. Shawn Michaels, I, I'll show that bitter old loser. I've got my own TV show, uh, and I've got just the guy who's willing <laughs> to take a punch to the face. Just have a little dig at Brett. Oh, you don't like it? Well, <laughs> you, man. <laughs> Can you imagine the moment in the locker room? He says, right, I want to do a bit of Brett's expense. But it's a bit of an awkward one, guys. I need somebody to take a punch for real. <laughs> like, drag it off, just like, rushing through. Get out of the way! Like, <laughs> Yeah, in school when they like raise your hand and yeah. does one of his shoot like torpedoes through all the trainees. <laughs> Lands in Sean's lap. Puts through the wall like a cool <laughs> like a fish on the foot, mate. No, someone went through <laughs> Shawn Michaels' wall when they were brawling the other week. It, was like, yeah. it might be Dijak and Joe <laughs> Gacy, actually, but it's just dragging off. Puts through, I'll do it. He's just on the phone. Yeah, no, I'm just about to go through to the locker room and see who wants to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be all together harder. To pick someone to do the actual strike, considering mm. 90% of that roster misses them half the time. <laughs> Other than that, though, very entertaining. <laughs> what an idiotic bit of television. Punched him in the head. <laughs> like, later on, yeah, I jump ahead, who cares? Later on, the spot Dijak has to sell is a boxing glove on his stick. <laughs> there is no way that hurts as much. As you shoot knuckles into your forehead. Ah, not a boxing glove on a stick. <laughs> I think I might have your answer, but I'll have to say that for later. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was, um, Dijak left as well. The NXT logo was cryptid, wasn't it? Yes, mm -hmm. I should mention that. Yeah, there was a, uh, I mean, Joe Gacy's mask. That's right, Joe Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't exactly on, uh, it, it's Joe Gacy's mask. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll hear some more from him a little bit later on. Uh, Thea and Jason in the studio. Oh, backstage. <laughs> Imagine that. I just pops that off. Hi right, guys. Hey, you're really good at this gimmick, Joe. Fair play. To you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thea and JC are backstage there celebrating their calendar, doing so well, of course, sold out on WWE Shop in less than 30 minutes. 
Um, Thea gets very giddy, starts babbling. Uh, Riley Osborne's got his match with Lexis King next. She's ready to go out there. She wants to get a good seat for it. And JC's like, hey, 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 calm it down. Don't be too available. Play a bit hard to get. Right, he wants her. Thea isn't sure, but Jace is like, when have I ever been wrong? And Thea says, literally never. And she goes off to do something else, agreeing to JC Jane's suggestion. What a shame that Riley Osborne couldn't simply watch the television program and then say, all right, she likes me. She's just playing hard to get. Well, got a girlfriend if I want it. And (laughs) she wants him. So why don't we just get together? As you know, wrestlers will not allow for consent in relationships ever. Honestly, I know this is. I know this television program is absolute dog shit, right? But you cannot, you cannot do the thing they do in sitcoms, right? Because the key difference in sitcoms is that they do not know they are being filmed. I, l- I love that breaking of that rule on NXT. It's such a crucial rule that you cannot break and they break it with every yeah, storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. do not know in sitcoms that they are on-screen being yeah. filmed, right? They don't. They think the world is the real world, right? So when there's some kind of miscommunication, right, you can buy it in the context of a sitcom or a drama because they can't watch themselves in it. So if there's like, oh... Ross right. is in the bar and then Phoebe walks in. I just saw Rachel's at home really missing you. Just go make friends. Yeah. Like, there's, that, there's like seven years of conflict saved. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand they have to push it and it's everything's contrived in fiction to a degree, but this is... Whole nother level. You go and perform in front of fans. <laughs> There's cameras staring in your face. You might have that you stare down <laughs> in order to like threaten the people. You can't do this storyline. You're not allowed. Counter offer. We've been made to look like fools by some fantastic LTST here because every single week we thought we were picking up on a key error of this whole <laughs> story. But all along, JC was supposed to be doing right by Thea and Chase U, not cadipting her, for this moment, mm. where Thea has reason to trust JC. She has been given no how reason. Jo- how would you join Chase U? Uh, I'll predict that a hot English guy will yep. turn up. Yep. That's what happens in American qualities. <laughs> Probably. Right there. The, uh, of course, the counteroffer is, what does he, how does he watch NXT? Could have had all of his equipment taken away when they were seized. They didn't say they've got it all back. They've just sold the calendars, all that. Everyone's got a smartphone, YouTube. He might, have, he might have been university issued and they had to sell it. To, or he sold it himself to try and help Shut up, man. Shut up. Logic. And as well, is the implication I'm now. still fighting for this university. Jumping ahead to the match. Well, and, yeah. Um, and Which we what, are going to skip. And the, and the key moment in the distraction. Oh, God. It's the implication that if you are not, if you're at Chase U <laughs> and you're not sat in the stands. There, good. Yeah, Chase you. Then you absolutely will never watch the match. Because surely that goes against Andre Chase's teaching. Surely you're always watching tape. I need, I need to yeah. check one thing. It's genuinely for the purpose of this what podcast. I was meant to do beforehand as research. Okay. If genuinely. They, if they have the ability to watch tape right now, they still might not have any equipment yet. Oh, they just pulled themselves out of that financial hole. That's true, I guess. Like, you need to sell a few more calendars before you can buy one yeah. of those old TVs. Well, the money's not, not necessarily all gone through. It's just because they've sold out. Just thought something. Go on. Cash injection still needed. Mm. Calendar's going well, but you're thinking about buying equipment, right? You just said they can't watch tape in the class because they haven't got a TV. They can't afford like a nice fancy flat. Barely had a classroom the other week. Yeah, can't afford i iPads, smartphones, anything like that. That's fine. Can they afford a weathered but not completely broken CRT? 
And if they can't afford one, can they borrow one from somebody that also might be able to provide funding in a Mr. R-Truth? <laughs> I Ch- love it. Chase Truth. Right, okay. Which then sounds like one of them sort of red-pilled NXT Bobby <laughs> yes. conspiracy theories. So we'll move on from that. Okay. But like, yeah. We'll move on to uh, this. Hey, Dijak. Take those stupid sunglasses off. We're inside. Wagner Watch. Come Tuesday. This is my favourite part of the show. Um, so um, Von's there with his manager, whose name completely escapes me. <laughs> his name is Robert Stone. Uh, he's comforting Von after he lost the Heritage Cup match, of course, last week. Was this filmed last week? Hmm? Was this filmed last week? Or? I assume just during the week probably shot this. Yeah. No, because there's only two hours in the lives. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, do on like Wednesday. <laughs> Von says... <laughs> when he's probably at his most vulnerable. <laughs> Von says... All that training for nothing. And uh, what's his name again? Robert Stone. Thank you, says, uh, don't worry, we'll get him back. I'm more pissed off at the way the metaphor spoke to my kids. And Von says, yes, when I saw that, I snapped. Not physically. <laughs> I'm still... He says, he's, but he puts over Stone's kids and Stone's like, what's it, what's it you call him again? And he's like, the Bash Brothers. Sneak attack, they're here. Hey, the boys are in the pile over there. You've been on that whole time, you little... Oh. Uh, and they're, they're loving it. And uh, they say their dad's the best. Uh, and uh, Vaughn says, yeah, that is why Va- that is why Oru's ass... Can't say that in front of the kids. Uh-oh. So he caught himself, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And he said, that is why Oro got tabled. Uh, didn't but- he... Didn't he- Drop the F word in front of them the other week for Patter. Yeah, but that was the heat of the moment sort of thing and uh, hubris. Um, <laughs> what? Von says he's not finished with Naam Dar. Um, and the Bash brothers are like, yeah, why don't you fight him, Dad? Uh, Von's like, hell yeah. And Stone's like, look, I'm not a competitor. Von Wagner is. And the three of them, that is Von Wagner and the Bash brothers chat. Tag team, tag team, tag team, tag team. So Stone relents and says, all right. All right, we'll do it one time. And uh, they'll, yeah, let's go. And the bash, one of them reminds their dad, remember what we just taught you, sneak attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, there goes the channel. Please, please, Mr. Big, <laughs> take pity on us. You've got all them women to meet up with. Leave our little YouTube channel alone. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Big. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your other four mambos before you get to the fifth one. You don't need to demonetize a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, the chain of Italian restaurants locally near to me is called Mambo's. And the one in Hebron is Mambo's 2. Oh, my God. I wanted to expand, so I gave them my business, just so there could be a Mambo's 5. <laughs> there is a burger van uh, trade in the northeast, and I love spotting one in the car park, right? Because the OG was uh, Planet Burgerland. <laughs> And, uh, what? That's, that's a place you want to visit, right? And Planet Burgerland. Too. Burgerland and Planet yeah. Burger. <laughs> so, like, I think it was like... Maybe the merged? I was going to say, yeah, it was a big corporate merger. But, like, you know, like, when there's always those ones out, like, B&Q or whatever. Like, B&Q in Newcastle or something. Planet Burgerland 4. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> that is a solar system I want to be a part of. <laughs> Just a load of Planet Burgerlands. But each one tastier than the last. Yeah, put ketchup on your burger. No. God, no. So what do you do? Uh, Just cheese... Burger, cheese, bread. <laughs> <laughs> Eat. 
So a Von Wagner cheeseburger, that isn't it? I'm assuming like a burger sauce is out of the question. Yeah. What about like a Big Mac? Do you have it plain? I don't get a Big Mac because I would have it plain. I don't need that. I'll get like a double quarter pound of a cheese and then you get in. And that's just dead. You, you shovel the <laughs> off. No. <laughs> I, they, uh, there's more of me than you think, Sige. And when they introduce the screens into the McDonald's world, there's just a, a button that says make it plain. So it was obviously a request <laughs> for years. I used and to like, request it before I developed. Yeah, I get taste. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. I want to see one of my favorite culinary memories was back in the Metro Center when I was like fifteen. We used to do something called the Mega Mac. Ooh, and it was top bun. Yeah, two patties, middle bun. Yeah, two patties, bottom bun, and he's got the Mega Mac plain, smothered in ketchup. They brought that back in the pandemic, didn't they? It was like a double Big Mac or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was the Mega Mac back in the day. Unbelievable. I would, I would obviously get it with all the uh, accoutrements yeah. nowadays. Mm. But uh, <laughs> but back when I was... Uh, they make an advert of it now, don't they? Like, you, how you, you can have yeah, it. Like, yeah. it's, I know Birkings would have it your way, so they got there first with it all. But, like, it's like people don't want ketchup or pickles or whatever, and you just... Yeah. The thing in it. You take the pickles out. Take of the it. pickles out. Yeah, disgusting. I like a pickle. Would you order them without? Now that McDonald's I eat a pickle you by itself. So do you I do that? Do you burger. buy the burger as it is? Take the pickles out and eat the pickles. No, no, no. no. Just They've already been contaminated by that point. Yeah, yeah. So take the pickles out. Everything else is fine there. Did you see Von Wagner's uh, manager? What's his name again, Sage? It's Robert Stone. He was tweeted. I think it was a fan made graphic um, of him, Wagner, and the Bash Brothers. What in the uh, like the color scheme? Of Noam Dar's lot called the oh better fight. So a dream match, dream match, dream match. Have we just reviewed one match so far? Not no, yet. I feel like we talked about a few more. I don't think we have. <laughs> Maybe not actually. Yeah, it's just one match so far. <laughs> oh, sorry, this off. Oh boy. <laughs> I think uh, long term because uh, we have seen uh, what the manager was his name again. Robert Stone. Um, <laughs> He has, com- this up he, has com- he has competed before, of course, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah Remember in Black and Gold, vomited in the ring. Sure did. With the Robbie E was fun. Future potential he had a match ra- against Bron Breaker, man. Yes, yeah. he did as well. And uh, he was Robbie E. He built up to Bron Breaker squashing Von's head with the stairs. <laughs> I forgot about that bit. She battered his brain. <laughs> I just instantly flashed back to <laughs> superstar of the main roster, Rhea Ripley, making him vom on NXT Black and Gold. Yeah. Jeez. Great times. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to win the tag titles at Stand and Deliver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Von and... Von and Robert, Robert Stone. Stone. They're going to win... Oh, sorry. Stand and Deliver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Robert Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. Maybe. I'm a dream. Uh, Lexis King was... <laughs> what the hell do I do, Robert? Do I stand or deliver? It's impossible <laughs> to do both. Uh, Lexi King versus Riley Osborne next. Uh, King got drop kicked to the floor. It's a big flip dive from Riley Osborne. Um, but then afterwards, they're fighting on the apron and he gets knocked off onto the announcer's table. Uh, double, uh, so a slingshot double stomp to the ribs got uh, Lexis King a two count. But Riley came back with a leaping knee to the head. He got a two count off the back of that. Goes up top. He's looking for Thea Hale. Where is she? Where is she? Takes too long. Where are you? Where are thou? He gets hit with a Lexus King super kick and a coronation off the top for the one, two, three. Oh, what a British geek. Um, he is significantly better in the ring than Brian Pimmel Jr. And I have no idea how that has happened. I did, when I was on my phone, I was doing research. 
because it would be embarrassing if he was just a from scratch PC recruit, but he's not. <coughs> he's uh, he's done his indies and stuff mm. like that at a young age, uh, but still, like Brian, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Lexus King is like fittingly enough quite a thoughtless wrestler. Just does stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He just does stuff. There's any link or rhyme or reason to what he does. He's pretty useless. It's like he's been told to apply holds for heat but doesn't get any heat and barely applies the holds. So it's like, right, most of this is wrong. Yeah. Brian, sorry. But stuff. I love it. I love it because he's in this world properly now. Yeah. It's not just like a bit. brute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm in love with Emily Kane is a better. No, I mean, like, the actual of business than any outside of art movement. I couldn't comment on that. Okay. Just thinking of them on the enemy cover. Yeah. The yeah. Argos having his five minutes of fame. Yeah. Great five minutes, though. Great five minutes. Um, Lexus King. What, what was the comeback song, actually, a few years ago? That was good. I can't remember. Had a good... Was it? Yeah. They did, like, a nostalgia tour with, I think it was the Subways, and I couldn't... I think it was because oh, yeah. of the pandemic. Um, yeah, Lexus King is now not just a hello, ladies. He's specifically hello, cheers, you ladies. Yes. Um, is it the backstage bit next? Uh, with... Like, JC, like the... Not yet. I, I'm glad Lexus King's in the world, and... Get to why. Uh, we got a nice vignette for Kalani Jordan. Um, she's faced adversity, gained confidence. Um, she isn't afraid. She won't settle for less. And she, what's meant for her is hers. Uh, and then uh, Izzy Dame and Kiana uh, James were uh, horrible to women in the in locker room. Like, Get out of the way. Uh, people are just happy to be here. They don't cut it. Brinley Reese walks in, cheerful as always, full of positivity. Uh, and Izzy tells Brinley to give Kiana her drink. And then she says she wasn't asking. She's like, fine, hands it over. And then Kiana takes the coffee and says, don't like coffee. Pulls <laughs> it in the trash and they walk off laughing, bullies. Got her. <laughs> Got her. Walks off laughing, bullies. <laughs> Someone. You've been, that's a double whammy as well, because she doesn't get any coffee and there's going to be bin juice everywhere. I, I love, again, NXT just breaks some rules, reckless man, and doesn't give a toss. Love it about this show. Uh, Kiana James giving it the big, basically being the dead man. Right, the women's locker room, you're like, you're so just happy to be here. You don't care about the business. Like, you literally don't care about the business because you've got an actual you've business. Got an actual That's business. all we know about you is that you you came into wrestling as like a side hustle because you're super successful in business. And now all of a sudden, you're the frigging BSK of the two of you. <laughs> Brilliant. They just don't give a shit. <laughs> it's just like rest. say that thing this week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shawn Michaels has heard it said in 50 million locker rooms. And he's like, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Give me a coffee. I don't like it. That's happened. Man, imagine <laughs> that's happened. Some imagine the mentality of these people. Yeah, yeah. Deal. Oh God, it sounds so exhausting. That's just not even the bumps. Mears, get me a coffee. <sighs> no jacking this coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carmelo Hayes came back out. He uh, sits down on his chair and met with chance of you're not him. Got him. Uh, More like you're not him. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Poor. Uh, he says the villain is always the villain when the hero is telling the story. No one wants to hear his side. Uh, he's not jealous of Trick's success. He allowed Trick to succeed. He wanted to, him to achieve the highest of highs. He wanted uh, Trick to make his parents proud. And just when he got close enough, he had to take it away to remind Trick of his place and what happens when you cross Carmelo Hayes. When you bite the hands that feeds you. So um, he didn't want him to succeed. I'm confused by Carmelo's promo here. A little bit. Well, he, he basically said Trick crossed him first. It was going, Trick even having the temerity to go for the top belt. Yes. Was like Should have stayed in his lane. Breaking a bomb. Yeah, but that's him not succeeding, though. Hmm? No, he was, no, I wanted him to succeed to a point. 
Oh. In, his, in Melo's mind, they made a deal. And obviously they haven't. He's just been an asshole. And it was just like, you know, you've broken the terms of the deal. You're by North Dan. American champion yeah, and best yeah. arm world champion. He's like yeah, when he had the North American title either, though, dude. He's jealous of that. Yeah. Just not a nice man. No, yeah, true. I think not that's a story, nice but he's just not a nice fellow. Uh, Trick started to believe the hype, believe they're on the same level. No way, he says. Um, he's not wrong there. Trick went after something that belonged to him. In that moment, he knew he had to do what he had to do. The million-dollar question, did he attack Trick Williams? You're damn right, he did. And he'd do it again if he crossed him. Trick? Trick Williams' music hits. Whoop that trick. Blast through the speakers. Mello, can't believe it. And then suddenly we realised, son of a bitch, he's got us. I didn't realise anything, mate. I uh, knew from the start. I was looking, I was like, here comes Trick. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut up, man. You're debasing yourself. Two Shawn Michaels moments in 60 seconds. (laughs) That's a record even for him. The you're damn right it did was the exact delivery by Triple H. Mm -hmm. And then he does the Brett hug and tease. Like two in a minute. Like Sean testing himself. And uh, I can do uh, two in 30 seconds next week. (laughs) It's ridiculous um, because, right, Throw somebody through a barbershop window while humping a Canadian flag. <laughs> and saying, I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> it was, what, 72 hours? 48 hours? From yeah, the, Sunday. 48 mm. hours removed yes. from the whole knee ch- steel chair. Mm. Right. You know for a fact he's not coming back that early. So you got, you're 48 hours away from the injury and you're, what, two months away from the match. Yeah. Never in a million years was Trick going to do this. If you actually want to get heat, right, take it from Bully Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you give it three weeks before you do this trick. Yeah. Huh? And then you do the because that's vaguely realistic. Basically, Shawn Michaels is shot as ward. <laughs> yes, hasn't he? That was a little bit. The timing here was pathetic. Yeah. Um Did you buy it? Yeah, hook line sinker. Uh he says tricks in a hospital bed next to Booker T singing that stupid song. That's nice. That's a good bit. Yeah. You know, can you imagine them doing it, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, doesn't really save in yet that. Yes, I know. NXT. And we can get the, we can get Doctor Fed on on as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he says, I don't know why everyone's surprised. I've always been this way. Trick got so, so caught up in the headlines. Uh, nothing happens on this brand though without getting past him. Trick started acting like me, but by the end, he's he's just a trick. He says. Uh, people are chanting, "Screw you, Melo! Screw you!" Um, Mello says it was never a collaboration. Trick was always just his hype man. That's all it is. That's all it'll ever be. <laughs> I wish I hadn't done the music fake out because this is quite, this is okay. Yeah, it got a lot of heat, but um, I almost wish this had taken place in a proper building because I still think this would have done well and it would have looked bigger. And they wouldn't sell tickets. No, a more impressive moment for him than like these fans that kind of just come in and do what they're told every week. Because you have to do segments like this. Mm. But I almost sort of felt a little bit reduced in status because you had the turn taking place on this PLE and then all of a sudden it was back to this little developmental for him to do his explained his actions thing. It was good, though. Like, Carmelo Hayes back as a heel, I think, is... I'm already more interested in him. I like as well. So do you think they're just trying to get ahead of themselves because it's quite soon till... Beep, beep, roadblock! Um, that they were like, well, let's get to Ilya because mm-hmm. they're going to do that and presumably Trick's going to return there. Yeah. So they just like, right, we're going to do, we get shoot punch in the head. And by the end of the night, we kind of have to have moved past the trick stuff. You can't even come back in a couple of weeks saying, by the way, I'm just going to go double back and explain. I did attack Trick Williams. Yeah, he's got Dragon off a roadblock. Uh, bit of a Brucey bonus for the Fed heads. Like, he'll likely be sticking around on SmackDown, but as a heel, yeah. where he's going to be better placed. I want, There's I want all this Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin Owens was the one that spotted weeks and weeks ago. 
he's the bad apple here, mm. and they'll probably revisit that. I want Grayson Moore and Austin Theory to suddenly be his best friends. Yeah, yeah. Saying to basically saying to to Carmelo Hayes, uh, uh, hey, 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 you all right? Doesn't really feel the same. How you feeling about yeah, that? Not yeah, not great. I felt weird. I didn't like it. It's always worst part ever. Let's face it. It's gonna take him the rock off the soundboard. <laughs> that is a until real Cody finishes the story. Uh, this is potentially your future now. Is that you've got Rock and Gilberts? I maybe running the show at some point of certain narratives that are be believed, and like they came back swaggering about, thinking we've got the best ever material for Dwayne. What is it? You know, he's just like naturally kind of cocky, and he can. It's a bit, a bit like Jerry Seinfeld. Many think he says is funny. He's just going to go around saying people are all right, and yeah. it's going to kill. And Will Wilborn's like, <laughs> yeah, you're killed. it's not wrong. You're killed. <laughs> Uh, they call you solo because you wank alone all the time. <laughs> hey, The Rock. <laughs> Got him. Brilliant. That's what's going to be. Yeah. Uh, we get another teaser of Kazuchika Okada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the man for three races when, yeah, it's a Japanese problem. People, for some reason, just went automatically. So it's going to be Okada. Um, Oberfemi got, nice, <laughs> got a nice vignette. And then Riley Osborne's walking backstage. <sighs> He's upset about his loss. Thea and JC come up. How did it go? They're not watching the show either. Uh, why don't I watch the show? Uh, Riley says, yeah, I didn't see you out there. Theo was like, oh, yeah, um, I had a lot to do. Uh, he says, we still on for, for Valentine's Day? Oh, my God. She said, yes, excitedly. Oh, my God. Uh, Riley leaves. Uh, Thea freaks out. Oh, my God. Uh, JC suggests she needs to stop this and relax. Oh, my God. She's going to give Thea advice next week. Oh, my God. She's going to tell Thea Hill to let him wait a bit. Get there late. Like, you know, this, yeah. you're kind of like, you need to play a bit more hard to get. So you're going to see Riley Osborne at the table, patiently waiting. And let's see if she's not here. But who else is having dinner at the table, just conveniently? JC Jane. Like, I'll come and sit with you, keep you company. And then Thea Hale's going to get there late, see them together. Like, oh, no. And she's about to leave, but who also is taking a table by himself <laughs> on Valentine's Day? <laughs> Lexus King. King. And it's not even a table with regular chairs. It's chairs that are thrones that move. And he's going to pull one up for her. And she's going to be like, well, I suppose I'll have dinner with you. <laughs> and JC Jane's plan has worked, and Thea Hale's end up stuck with Lexus King having the saddest life. I like the idea she doesn't even realise she just sits in a chair like, if you just like to wait here, we'll find you a table. And that chair slowly starts moving towards Lexus King's table. <laughs> He's so, also done the Dwight thing. He's bought up loads of Valentine's yeah. Day tables. It's amazing. This is this is why we're here. I guess. This is why we come to work. It is, isn't it? It's what a life. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good and it's bleak at the same time. But mainly, this is what I do. But that, but, uh, someone asked me what I was going to do today. <laughs> this is what you do at work tomorrow. Because like, I stuck my Lexus King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, romantic interludes with moving thrones. Yep. And uh, Hangman Page versus Swerve. Which one's it going to be, son? <laughs> Please pick the match. Yeah. <laughs> Please pick the match. Yeah. They don't pick the match. They never pick the match. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne Perez versus... Your family laughs at all of it. You think they're different. Your family thinks it's all the same <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then they ask if The Undertaker's still around. You say, well, we do a bit on The Undertaker, and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sol Kogan's still in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's the champion now. They've already drifted off while you're answering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody called Roman Reigns. Oh, is he the rock? Well, he's not, but there's actually a thing going on. They don't care. They <laughs> yeah. do not care. Trying to explain it in the CM Punk situation. They are just checked out. Told you they the worst. The thing that I hate the most is I don't mind that casual, like, oh, I miss 
it's stone cold or whatever is when to get James Bond wrong. Ah, oh, I love I loved uh, WrestleMania X7 when it was uh, Hogan and Stone Cold. What? Oh, that's when he came back and beat all them WCW lads up with a Stone Cold suplex. One after another <laughs> after another. Brilliant, wasn't it? Love that. Every Friday night we watched. Well, you didn't even watch it once. You get it wrong. <laughs> if you hear what The Rock is saying. <laughs> what do you hate, Sid? Most things. <laughs> Genuinely most things. People in that. In that not really wang- I don't want to do another, another Metro run. <laughs> I don't want to get off on a rant here. <laughs> but like, I'd, How's the bin situation like? Uh, <laughs> the result that they've resolved yes, it. Yes, it's last. Good. But I was on the Metro uh, platform uh, yesterday. I'm thinking, oh, I did the school run, so I usually miss the rush hour on the school run, so that's a bit more tolerable. You're not around people so much. <laughs> and then I saw there's a few too many people on the platform, so I'm thinking, oh, Christ, there's been some kind of cancelled train mm-hmm. service. You know what? Thank you, all the rest of it. Thank you very much, and thank you. <laughs> and then you get, I just get that, st- the stone sinks deep in my belly when you see the train whizzing past, and it's just like this. You can see the people. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine that's like the, if you're, if you're on YouTube, imagine this microphone, and visualize it if you're listening to it wherever you get your podcasts from. This microphone is like the doors, right? Uh, <laughs> these people are pressed up against it, and you're thinking, oh, for God's sake, those poor people. I'm going to be one of those soon. If that's if I can even get on the train, if I can even get on the carriage, and it whizzes by, and in half a second you say, hang the f- on here. <laughs> There's loads of space in the area between the, the four seats and oh, yeah. the bits where you get on with the door. Move up! <laughs> oh, they don't walk down. Move! Yeah, yeah that's the And the worst thing is, they are, it's like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> they don't want to be the one because they're selfish <laughs> and self-involved and entitled. And just, they've got no respect or empathy for the fellow man. They don't want to be the person, right? There's like, there's so much space. All you have to do, and I'll do it all the goddamn time because I'm nice. I'll walk up. It's all oh, loads of space. Got some leg room, actually. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want to be the person who breaks away from the pack mm-hmm. because the door is the ultimate prize. <laughs> you get to leave. They that don't blast the fresh air when it opens. Yeah, all, all that. But they, well, it's not just that; it's they get to get off without having to, you know, wade through the mm. the massive bodies. But if I, if I go up, I don't want to do this. I'd rather be have space by the door as well. But guess what? Someone's got to move. Otherwise, <laughs> this doesn't work. There's got to be civilization. There's got to be order. So I'll go up to the, uh, the, the bed, and I'll just stand there. <laughs> and then guess what happens when I want to get off? I'll just tr- try and politely say, <laughs> can you move past, please? I'm trying to get off. And then I'd have to dry home some troglodyte every <laughs> single day. To just get off the metro. You could alight and get back on. Alight and get back on. <laughs> like when when I can... I, I just, what, do people just not think or like feel a, anything? Like an NXT character where the metro is passing the performance <laughs> center and just trying to get off. It's hell. It is hell. And hell, in fact, is other people. Because like, I, if <laughs> I'm in that cluster or whatever, and like, even if it's not that... Like... 
pressed together. Ugh, it's like there's one body that we all share on these public transport systems. I can see people out the corner of my eye, right? Because I have some awareness. Like, they want to get off at your stop. There's, like, a big huddle of bodies at the door. So I'll go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take four seconds of my life. I'll get off. I'll open the door, create some space for you to leave so you're not dry humping people on the way out, and I'll just simply get back on. It takes four seconds. Why can't anybody else do these things? I'm a saint. Let's carry on. Uh, it was Roxanne Perez and Lola Vice next. It was a it was a Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice match. Yeah, uh, chased her to the floor, hit a dive. Vice took over when they went back inside. She hits that hip attack of hers. Uh, Vice kicks her out to the floor to take us to a break. We come back. Perez kicks her down. Double springboard moonsault gets a two. Uh, Vice comes back with a choke, though, and counters Pop Rocks. Vice elbows her in the face, gets a two count. Looks like she might have the match won. She's setting up for the big kick. And then Tatum Paxley slides in with the breakout contract that Lola Vice used to unsuccessfully cash in at Vengeance Day. Vice goes, get it, kicks her down, turns around, Pop Rocks, one, two, three. Absolutely pathetic. Yeah, a few set-out flip-outs and then, like... <laughs> Really inexplicable finish. Like, uh, if this was like our truth, it's like, yeah, that's what he does. He makes these mistakes. Like, Tatum Paxley's a stalker, not a thick idiot. Mm. Was she trying to join the match, do you think? Or did you, I, I couldn't work out what was going on. I don't know. Where's like, why is she, how she got the contract? She was just trying to just anything. It's just a distraction. distraction. Yeah, it's just like, a distraction. Tell you what, this is like pretty bad. It was pretty short. Was it? I don't know. I can't remember. But she did Roxanne Perez attempted pop rocks, like, Inches away from the ropes. Yeah. Like, where do you think you're going to end up if this, if you if you pull this one off? It's at, well, at <laughs> the Kurt Angle German suplex that you like. Where he's trying to pull yeah. somebody off the apron. She's like, I'm going to kill them. I'm going <laughs> to pop rocks them and go through the table in the crowd. But like, she would have just landed in the. Oh, crap! This show's crap. Uh, well, then Kelly Didn't say disagree. So yes, you agree? No, I do disagree. Okay. Uh, Kelly's there <laughs> with uh, Jakara and Lash <laughs> talking about their match with Ren and Fallon. And, uh, Lash says, no one's worried about Ren. Jakara says, we're going to end her career before he even starts, basically. Uh, they ask Noam Dar about Von and... Uh, what was his manager called again? Robert Stone. Uh, challenge, and Noam says, we're the dream team. Uh, we'll put things to an end. And then in comes the... No! Quarter catch crew. Um... They say they're not happy about them accepting this challenge instead of giving matches to someone who deserves a shot. Uh, and Lash says, oh, we stopped. Shut up. Yeah, he wrote it down. <laughs> Put it on his notes. Notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about that? Not a thing. No, quarter cat tree. Just, nah, an awful act. Mm. Just an awful act. Uh, so we got Jagora Jackson, Lash Legend versus Fallon Henley and Ren Sinclair. Hey, Fallon Henley's quite good. Mm. Yeah, she got a hot tag, ran wild, clean house. Um, Leg she's trying to get Jakara Jackson, but Legend's trying to pull her out of the ring. There's a tug of war. Uh, Jackson's caught between the two of them. Uh, but then Hen and in amongst this, Henley gets sent throat first into the middle rope. That allows Jackson to take over. Sinclair's like, well, I need to help my partner. Blind tag. She gets cut off. Um, by uh, by Lash Legend. Huge powerbomb, one, two, three, and Fallon afterwards. It's not your fault. She's just really wound up by this team. Fallon Henley is working and acting like somebody that knows her time is coming. Like she's got the experience to tenure in NXT. They're going to strap her up, I think. I think? I think so. I, think I, don't, so, I don't think she gets the call up. I think she's going to be seen as a, like some 
heel champion is going to be telling her, probably not Lyra Valkyria, there's another title change versus you. You've been here all this time and you've not won the title and all this kind of thing. It's going to be a really, like, fairy tale underdog type story. Barroom brawl. And that, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you've got to get back to, like, like her and Keanu James have kind of got, like, a hangman face to a Strickland situation, haven't they? Yes. It's, never, it's never over. No. It's never over between them. Like, see, so legacy rivals. Corporate world. Work class bar Five minutes left. She looked up at the uh, she looked up at the top shelf and she thought at the top shelf alcohol. And she thought I'm top shelf. Yep. Never forget that. Uh, but whilst things well, she lost the match. But whilst things are generally looking up for Fallon Henley, not really. Oh, she's good in the ring. She's good in the ring. Getting like a bit in yeah. the stomach. Here. So uh, Josh Briggs is there chatting to someone, saying, oh, "Bloody great, it was Vengeance oh. Day, eh?" Uh, but I've got my eyes on Dragon Lee. I thought they all love the show. Um, <laughs> none, none of them f-ing watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they like it. Yeah. Maybe they watch this podcast. Yeah. Sounds great, that. Am I in that? <laughs> Lexus King rolls in on his chair. Listen to the pod, yeah. <laughs> Brooks Jensen walks in. Yeah, that was a good splash in the pool. But speaking of making a splash, Lexus <laughs> King has really made a splash in NXT. They all, before these TV specials, talk about NXT. Yeah. And yet, as we've revealed, constantly on this podcast, none of them actually watch the show. Halloween Havoc, I've like, blown this wide open. Halloween Havoc's there. Shotty's like, welcome to the ball pit. And Lexus's like, Balls, you know, I'll get some of them shaved into my beard. So, <laughs> anyway, Brooks Jensen walks in, and uh, Briggs is like, "All right, mate," and he goes, "Yep, never been better." Uh, talks about they talk about Fallon's match, and Briggs is like, "Hey, look, she's doing well." Uh, Not really; she just lost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Anyway, see you later, Brooks," and he goes to leave, and Brooks he can't hold it in anymore. I'm lost without you, all right? I'm struggling. I need you. Briggs. <laughs> I need you, Lou. <laughs> Briggs, and I thought, oh, thank God, here we are. Puts his arm around him, smiles. His face turns rather serious. He says, you think being sad is going to help you? You're not a kid anymore. The world doesn't revolve around you. He pushes him into the lockers. Stop living in the past. There's a whole performance center of athletes there ready to take your spot. You can do two things, sit and cry about it, or grow some damn balls. Greg Wallace talking to his son. The way this just flipped. <laughs> All right, Josh. Speaking of the damn man. Like, uh, <laughs> this was just learning from JBL. This is, it isn't it? Like, uh, let me take you aside and teach you how to be a massive <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Come with me to the shower, boy. <laughs> Class completed. That's what you did. You see, you open those and you close that. And now, look, you're treating your friends like assholes. You're going to have nobody but a pile of money to sit on. That's what you're doing. Bob Holly. <laughs> it's called show business, not show friends. And I made my money in stocks and shares. I couldn't draw as a champion. But uh knew what stocks to gamble on. Sold some books full of Turn on your friends, sell a book full of that's how you make money in this business, kid. That's a way. <laughs> it's just so brutal. Yes. Like, it's just, it's been a bit hard. Like, it's been a month, and, like, it's great to see what you're doing and falling that. It's just... Hey, shut like, your f***ing <laughs> mouth, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> off me, you mark. <laughs> wow. Shut <laughs> your f***ing pie hole, you stupid <laughs> That's essentially what he said. All right. So we're not getting back together, then. Probably not. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> what the hell does Fallon think? <laughs> yeah. Well, she doesn't want this. She watched the show, so it's fine. 
this restaurant next week has got our various other characters dotted around. Like Brooke should be there, shouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, another Valentine's Day where he's going over slow <laughs> dick in his hand. <laughs> like Josh Briggs turns up with like four lasses on his hands. <laughs> Get the f off my table. <laughs> two are from me and two are for GB. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ava, she doesn't know the surname, she's Rock's daughter, and she's the NXT general manager is there with Jada Parker, who wants a one-on-one match with the Riz. This was where I really started panicking. I was like, what do you mean the Riz isn't going to be out there for the Wolf's Dogs tag match? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's my big concern. Uh, But Ava says, OTM can't be at ringside. Jada's like, that's fine. Uh, She leaves. In comes Ridge Bloody Holland, saying, Gallus tried to break my leg. I'll take them all because I'm hardcore. Uh, but Ava says she won't book a three-on-one match, but he gets to fight each one of them individually. But if he loses to any of them, it's over. <laughs> Love that. Like, I don't believe for a second you'll be able to find a friend. <laughs> yeah, no. So you can fight I them all. I thought that's what they were going. And if you suck, I'm punishing you for <laughs> it. <laughs> the rock star. Stuff gets done, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and if you go anywhere close to finishing the story, I'll just take over. <laughs> uh, main event time. Oh. Who are you dragging on? Got versus? 53 seconds left on Big Timer. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't jack. laughs> Big time as uh, an NXT character we haven't introduced to you yet, by the way. <laughs> Clock shaped. So, uh, it was a bit stiff, this man. Is it a slight disadvantage? So he's got a big hand and a little hand. This <laughs> was so stupid and funny and trivialised itself before it even finished. <laughs> Joe, I loved I loved it. Joe Gacy's is a plumber now. <laughs> I love Joe Gacy so much. So... Dijak targets the nose. Uh, he sends him nose first into the turnbuckle. This match kind of kicked ass yeah. in a way. They batter each other, don't they? So um, he sort of he knocks he battering uh, Dragon. Dragon not fighting back. Obviously, he's a bit bloodied as well, which is good. Um, they're fighting on the outside. He throws Dragon off back in, but he gets this weird sense. He's like, you saw the leg, mate. He in uh, a quick glance under the ring, but no one there. So <laughs> carry on. Um, Go to a break, come back. Uh, Dijek gets pulled into a Death Valley driver in the corner. Um, Dragunov got a two off a top rope backsplash, running boot in the corner to Dijak. Um, but uh, Dijak comes back with a nice high justice out of nowhere. Um, and it looks like uh, Dragunov's going to hit the Constantine special, and then Dijak just takes his head off with a lariat. Uh, he hits his springboard elbow drop, but he's got the hurty elbow, of course. How <laughs> to trivialise it more than the wrestlers So, <laughs> So Ilya capitalises with a big shot to the head. Dijak is <laughs> wobbled. He's wobbled. And he crawls to the ring apron. And he's sort of like, you didn't see this, he's sort of, sort of hang, hanging over. He's hanging over the ring, ring apron like that. And Joe Gacy... Sort of, I'd say sort of Dexter Loomis-esque in terms of how he slid out from under the ring. Except far more threatening because he's got a boxing glove on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) And because it can work. And he (laughs) smashes Dijak in the face with it. He turns around, H-bomb for Amelia Dragunov. One, two, three. (laughs) Um, The business is back. I, I was like... There it is. There it is. There's my show. It's the stupidest. It's actually not. It's very clever because <laughs> what, what you don't know what was in that boxing glove. Like, shut been, up, man. Could have been loaded. 
So you think, oh, you think you're all like, oh, the boxing glove, it's a pathetic little boxing glove. Nah, why was it on the stick? You've got to ask those sorts of questions. <laughs> Don't have to do anything it. for a start, Bang. so jot that down. Um, <laughs> I love the idea they do this absolutely stupid, wacky finish. Uh, and thinking, right, okay, usually a good worker, right, a good wrestler, a Brett the Hitman Hart would probably realise, right, you know, you know, you know, if you're doing some kind of like punishment match, right, where it's like, like the, the object is I gotta kiss my foot or uh like a cry baby or something like that, right? So it's a punishment match, it's basically exists as a backdrop to a visual gag at the finish. You probably don't wrestle it like you're in the G one. Okay? <laughs> That's probably a stupid idea. Why don't you reserve G one style physicality for a match that isn't totally dumb? The these idiots. Donovan Dickhead Dijack he's a moron and Ilya Dragonoff doesn't understand that it's fake. <laughs> and I love this, by the way. I thought it was so hard-hitting and gripping in a weird, stupid way. If there's a time, have a night off. The finish is <laughs> Joe Gacy's got a boxing glove on a stick and he's going to hit you with it, right? Have a night off, right? Maybe don't kick each other in the face. Maybe don't set up this match by punching each other right in the <laughs> face. Punching the face, set this up. I had a boxing glove and a stick finished it. If I you would... haven't seen it, sorry, if you haven't seen it, they do this bit, and I want every wrestling match to have this. Screw my arguments about homogenized action. They do these kind of chops, yes. right? But they're doing their chops, but they're strangling each other at the same time. <laughs> they're like chopping the backs of their legs and stuff, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're going, just <laughs> like strangling each other. I mean, Dijak wasn't getting knocked over by Ely's erection. Oh, it was so painful oh, looking. It's like that. Oh, it's like, Jesus Christ. Push my arms up or through my neck. <laughs> I would A say. complete pair of genuine jabrones who do not know how to work, but what a great match. I what a great TV main event. You know, like, I wish some of the NXT black and gold matches that they had like this ended with a boxing glove on a stick. We were crying out for boxing gloves on sticks yes. back in the CWC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, never in, never in a million years would Triple H book this as a finish. Not ever. <laughs> I couldn't believe, like, you're right. The tonal shift, I've never seen anything like it. It'd be like if BCC John Moxley like, did his entrance and just, like, brought back the red wagon. <laughs> yeah. And, wow, right. dang. <laughs> Come on, you. I think in the arena, they do, like, uh, the next day, they do an explosion spot. They'll do, like, they'll set up some tables and ladders and do a big thing off the set and all the rest of it. Cuss the part of the face. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, two, two three. three. There you go. <laughs> anyway, post-match, uh, Mello comes in, chop Black blocks Pie here. Club. Beats him up, grabs the NXT championship and nails him in the face with it, and he stands over him. Whilst people are chanting about Trick coming for Mello as the show goes off the air. He wants to be worried about Trick coming at him with a boxing glove on a stick, doesn't he? Yeah. Stick Mello. Trick that are... Uh, I, honestly, he's the worst, isn't he? So don't you think he will born the worst, but I think Hamlet is actually the worst. Yeah. It's just rhymes, isn't it? Rhyming stuff's funny. I just, I just really <laughs> like the... I'm excited for Mello. <laughs> you veg dinner and piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for Mello and Ilya, but I do like the idea of... Oh, you know no what, flips, just crisps. You know, our, you know our fictional company that was like, well, we've got all this beautiful, <laughs> fresh fruit. What have they had before as well? We've got all these things in there. Green goo. Goo. Green goo. Fresh tomatoes. Fresh, like, perfectly. It's like, like musical instruments as well. Yeah, it's tomatoes with the tastiest looking tomatoes I've ever <laughs> seen. Oh my God, they looked unbelievable. Look at cartoon tomatoes. They were just bouncing off his body. It's meant to be like, ah, rotten fruit. 
No. <laughs> I hate fresh tomatoes. It looked unbelievable. Yeah. Off his chest like a ping pong bob. And they're like, he comes, she, his wife comes home. I've really messed up this time, love. You know, all of our assets that we made from selling fresh fruit and vegetables to be used as rotten fruit to be thrown at superstars. Or no, there's no lives left. We've yeah. Musicians on goo or whatever. It's on the 10th life now. Yeah. Um, I, got, I was on the way to the bank and I met a guy who was selling boxing cups on sticks. And I thought, well, there's a gap in the market. I bought everything and I'm sat here looking at him and I'm thinking, who the hell's going to... Hello, good sir. And Joe Casey would do that. Yes. That was to find boxing glove on a sticketh. <laughs> I'll take a hundred. I. Uh, why I does no WWE shop when I go to buy the calendar also sells boxing gloves? On They've got a job lot to get rid of. Why does no one know? Right, that's stupid. Don't do it. That's why. This is why. It's best wrestling show of the week. Well, Let us know your thoughts. On disagree. <laughs> on their X at what culture WWE or in the comments section below. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE. As I said, follow our brilliant producer at it's Adam Nicholas. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcast. The AW Dynamite preview is available right now. Um, but for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to Hamlet, Sidgwick, thanks to Stax. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 